Kovalchuk. Ahead for Kopitar. Drops to Brown. Walks in. Brown to Kopitar. He scores! A veteran connection and Andre Kopitar who scored his three. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Joining me now for a look at the upcoming weekend games for the LA Kings, PA announcer Dave Joseph. How are you doing today, Dave? Jesse, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Like I said to you, we are doing a post-game podcast without the game. Well, that's going to be something special. <laughs> without the, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Without the pesky detail of having to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour <laughs> loss. <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> but, but more often than not. More often than not, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, so the Kings have uh, the Ottawa Senators and the Pittsburgh Penguins at home this weekend. The Pittsburgh game is Star Wars night. Before we uh, before we get into the actual games, you got anything Star Wars related you want to talk about? Uh, absolutely nothing. No, um, I have no. Uh, um, I've never seen Star Wars. Get the. I have. I don't have any recollection of anything Star Wars. You're lying. I swear to you, you've never seen Star Wars. No, none of them. What are there three? Uh, I think we're at like 15 now. Yeah, I've seen none of them. Exactly. I've seen none of them. Really? Not even no. like the original Star Wars? I think when I was young, like when when did Star Wars come out? Was it the 70s? Late 70s? I think. Okay. So I was like three. Yeah. Um, I, I may have seen it when I was like 10, but, but I, don't re- I don't recall but seeing you it. You know what like, I mean? Like Jaws, right, came out before I was born, uh-huh. and, and it took me a while to get around to it, right? Because yeah, my seen parents that didn't like violent... <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Kings fans. With Tonsi's, I don't like. You would have had to have gone out of your way. I've never not seen a Disney see... movie either. If you want to get into that, I mean, you're lying. And I swear to you're God, I swear, lying. I swear to you on my brother's grave. You've swear never to you. seen Aladdin. No. Beauty and the Beast. Nope. Fox and the Hound. Nope. The Little Mermaid. I'm now. Nope. Just... I've seen The Lion King on Broadway. Does that count? No. Like four or five. Did you times. just not see movies? No, I love movies, but I just don't love a. I don't love uh, sci-fi. Okay. So, so Star Wars is out. You've just okay. We're not even going to get into the can of worms of whether or not Star Wars is sci-fi or not. What well, is? It isn't. It's but, science fiction. No, it's not. So it's real. No, right? Science fiction. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a whole other podcast for that. Okay. Um, but you're saying like, and and look, I've. We're starting this off great, by the way. I was, I was just saying it as. As fact, not no, no, but it's but, <laughs> but I mean, like, there's some movies that, yeah. like I said, you would have had to have gone out of your way not to see. Like what? Star Wars. Why? Because every red-blooded American child born between 1970 and 2000. Like I said, I may have seen it when I was 10, 11, 12. Like, but I don't recall seeing it. You know what I mean? I couldn't Did tell you, see you what Die happened. Hard? Yes, I've seen Die Hard. Roadhouse? Roadhouse, great movie. Tango and Cash? Mm, is that Stallone? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. Um, I just threw it in there because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Big Lebowski? Yes. Yep. But not Star Wars? Nope. Again, it's sci-fi. I'm, I'm not sci-fi. I have zero. Jurassic Park? Haven't seen any of them. Don't, don't, not into, it does nothing for me. You're going to have a – one day you're going to sit down. I did watch Bird Box, though. I, Awful. I, I haven't seen it, so Terrible. I, I wouldn't know. Save your, save your time and your money. L.A. Kings versus New York Islanders from earlier this year, Awful? No. Okay. A little better than that. All right. Well, we Some people through, loved it. We lived through that. But again, but again, I, I saw Bird Box because I was really bored, mm-hmm. and everyone said, oh, you should see Bird Box. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I saw Bird that's Box. That's how they get you. 
Right, but Star Wars is not like we didn't have Netflix when I was ten. It didn't exist. No, but did you have a VCR? Yeah, when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Did you have friends? Yeah, that's and why I didn't see Star Wars. <laughs> oh, dig! That's a dig. Oh, I'm kidding. Wow. I walked no, face first into I, that one. I had no they, like uh, 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 Star, Star Trek. Never seen it. Yeah, well, that's fine. Don't, how is it different? Because Star Wars is like a cultural phenomenon. Okay. Star Trek is is admittedly, as I say this as someone who's seen every Star Trek movie, Star, Star Trek is for nerds. Star Wars I, how is not. Can you say that? I would argue both. They're both no, for nerds. Look, there are, there is definitely a population of people who like Star Wars too much. I okay. will grant you that. Okay. And the and the and the overlap between those people and Star Trek fans is all. I'll grant you. But I mean, my mother has seen Star Wars. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> on your advice. No, it's too late. You can't see it now. Is Star Wars on Netflix? I doubt it. Why? Because they could make too much money keeping it off of Netflix. Oh, well, my question was going to be what... How Should I go back and watch them? Because, no, I shouldn't watch them. Mm-mm. It's too late now? I mean, now... Well, it makes you interesting now. If you see them, you're just the guy who hadn't seen Star Wars, but now you have. But you're saying they're so good. No, no, no. So I feel like, not, no, now I feel argument, like I'm missing something. My argument isn't that Even though good. I don't like sci-fi. Most of them are not good. The vast majority of them are terrible. The Star Wars movies? Yeah. Then why are you selling me on them? I'm not. I'm just... My mind is blown that you never once, by even by accident, was at a friend's house at a sleepover, no. and they were like, "Hey, let's watch The Empire Strikes Back." No, and I do know like Luke Skywalker. I get the references sure. to Darth Vader. I've seen these people and these characters on TV. Chewbacca, right? R two D two C three PO. Like I remember like little clips of it mm-hmm. from. But again, I was probably ten, eleven, twelve at the time. That's the last time I would have seen it. But I don't, I don't recall anything that happened. You know what I mean? You're listening to All the King's Men, the podcast devoted to L.A. King's hockey. Um, no, look. I, Job, Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, yeah, like, sure. I remember that. I remember, I remember Princess Leia being chained to Jabba so the Hutt. So you saw them. But again, I was like 10, and I don't remember seeing like the entire movie. I couldn't tell you what happened in well, the movie. that's fine. But you saw them. Maybe. What, but what was that one? See, I couldn't tell you what movie that was. That was Return was. of the Jedi. Okay, then I... Mm. So when I finally saw Casablanca... Right, yeah, I don't remember. Seen that I don't remember. Well, it, you should watch that one. But I was thinking I was like in my mid twenties or, okay. or something, yep. and I watched it. and And watching it was like realizing, oh my god, I've seen this movie scene by scene by watching by virtue of having watched a million other movies. I'm like, oh, that quote is from this scene, and oh, when people say this, that's reference. I was like, oh my god, and now I like right. all of a sudden all of these. Bugs Bunny moments and Saturday Night Live jokes and like all these cultural references that I was familiar with but didn't really understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all sort of snapped into place because Casablanca is like just, it's everything. Right. right. That's, I have a feeling you'll watch Star Wars and you'll be like, oh, okay. That's why. So I get, Luke, I am your father. I get that. I'm pushing up my glasses to correct you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke. Technically, he never actually says, Luke, I am your father. What does he say? Oh, I don't remember. No, I'm your father or something like that. Uh, but if you watch Tommy Boy, he never he told says, you what happened to your father. <laughs> but he he but told he, me enough. He told me you killed him. But if you no, watch Tommy Boy, he, said, he no says father. into the fan, Luke, I am your father. I think he says, Right. But that's fantastic. I've seen Tommy Boy. I also saw Black Sheep. Well, then my work here is done. Right? <laughs> Come on now. Great movies. Uh, well. 
Shawshank Redemption? Oh, fantastic. Right, movie. so don't knock me because I haven't seen Star Wars or a Disney I'm movie. Not knocking you. I or Casablanca at this well, point. The Disney movie's a little bit more surprising, but... And I don't mm. care if you've seen Casablanca. I'm just saying, when I saw it, all of a sudden it made sense. Anyway, let's talk about the Kings. <laughs> now that we're sure. eight minutes in. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, so at the last uh, post-game podcast we did, uh, we predicted that Nikita Sherback was probably the first name on the chopping block as far as moves that had to be made to accommodate. And boom. The next day. It was I w- like you asked for it, <laughs> and then you received it. Well, I woke That's up to what a it was text. Like. I woke up <laughs> to a text from Garland Payne saying, oh, my God, Nikita Sherback. I said, yeah, well. Um, but no, I, like, I sent you that text. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was to me. Credit card. All right, sorry. Yeah, it was to both of you. Well, I've never seen a Star I Wars movie. I need credit for when I, can, when I can pull something off of Twitter and send it to you, you should attribute me that. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, uh, Thank I'll you. tweet it out right now. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you know, this was like the Ben Bishop and Jonathan Quick you know, moment a few seasons ago where, you, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to be like a mind reader to see. This was a guy pulled off of waivers because they had injuries. He hadn't been playing. He was a healthy scratch. And now you've got Hagelin back. Uh, it looks like Martinez is about to come back, mm-hmm. right? He was. Mm-hmm. You said he was practicing this practicing morning. Practicing today, and I, I think he was with Muzzin for yeah. some of the rushes. And so you've got you've to make space. Um, and I don't know how close we are to Trevor Lewis coming back, but, it, but you know. That would be more space needed. Yeah. Yeah, which then what happens once – Trevor comes back to the lineup. And frankly, I don't think it's a terrible move for Sherback or for the organization with Luff and Wagner up on the team. All of a sudden, you had the Ontario Reign, which was looking to be a real young team. A lot of guys yeah. in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they're, you know, they get, I don't want to say stuck, but you know, before Amadio had been sent back, you've got your Molsons and your um, Sutter and, you know, Devan. Devan, Devan. yep. You know, a lot of guys in their late 20s, some career AHLers and guys like Sutter and, you know, Molson, obviously a guy at the tail end of his career. Now you've got Rempel and Sherback and Amadio. All of a sudden you've got a little bit more youth down there. You still have Asimont. I saw they sent um, Rimshaw down to Manchester, Manchester which yep. I didn't quite understand, but maybe we'll get a chance to talk to somebody. Uh, from what I understand, they want him to play a lot more minutes, more right. minutes than he had been playing, and put him in, in key situations with mm-hmm. Manchester. Probably it could be just a, a confidence thing and get it back up so when right. he does get called back up, he'll, he'll be playing at a different level. Or I thought maybe they might be anticipating the Sherback move, or, and maybe more, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe if Lewis comes back, maybe Leipzig's the next to, to head down. Sure, um, yeah. You don't know if he's going to get claimed, or maybe something tells me he's not going to get sent down, though. Yeah, well, they just seem to guessing. Like his game. Just guessing, and yeah. from the minutes, the amount of minutes he's been playing, it's not like he's been a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been a healthy scratch since he's been with the Kings, has he? I don't, I don't believe they. I don't like Sherback was a healthy scratch for a couple of games, yeah, but I don't think Leipzig has been. But I, th- but I would, I, my guess would be that it would be one of the other guys that you mentioned, either. The Luff Wagner, or the Wagner right. to be sent down, and then I don't believe they'd have to clear waivers, so you could just hold on to Leipzig, make that transaction, hold on to Leipzig, and then you know no one's hurt by that. And, and I've got to confess, you know, he doesn't he doesn't appear to have a great finishing touch, um, but Leipzig, yeah, I would agree, but nobody does this season. So it's hard on to this know. Team. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know how much of that is just like the snake that bit the world, or how much of that is oh, Brendan Leipzig can't finish because I mean, as you pointed out earlier this year, I think this is what his sixth team or something. Fifth like or sixth, that. yeah. yeah. Um, but he's a guy that I would absolutely 
feel comfortable with. If they were going to say, look, next year is going to be sort of a rebuilding year, you know, we'll try and make the playoffs, but if it doesn't happen, nobody's going to, you know, shed any tears over it. But if he's your fourth liner or if he's your third line wing, I think I'm comfortable with that. I mean, I like his game. He just doesn't finish. Put but the I, puck in the net. Yeah, but I think – but I don't have any problem uh, calling him an NHL player. Like, he doesn't look out of place. He's I, got a lot of energy. Yeah. He's well, got a lot of pep in his step, as they say. There's room for that. He can skate well. Yeah. He gets to lose pucks. It's just a matter of then what? Yeah. You know what I mean? You need a guy who's – if you can put him with somebody on a line that can finish, mm-hmm. uh, all, uh, I, would, I would make this comparison. Yeah. A, a kind of a lighter feel to it, but um, uh, uh, I follow Kopitar Brown. Mm-hmm. Ayafalo kind of does the dirty work. Sure. He does the digging. He gets the pucks out. He gets it to the guys who can finish. I put it in quotes. Leipzig is basically the same way. If you can put him with a guy, if he's the Ayafalo of his line, and you can put him with a couple of guys who can put the puck in the net, then I think third, fourth line, you're doing okay. But but who who are those guys? Well, that's, see. I think that's the question. So since Kyle Clifford has made it back into the lineup. Yeah. I remembered how much I like Kyle Clifford. Sure. And we spoke earlier in the year about how Clifford was their best player for a while. Mm-hmm. He was rewarded with um, some top-line minutes. <laughs> Slight technical glitch there. But so Kyle Clifford, best you know player for, for a brief stretch. If you were to tell me next year that this was a team with a top line of either Ayafalo, Kopitar, and Brown or Kovalchuk, Kopitar, and Brown, and a second line of either Ayafalo or Kovalchuk, and question mark, question mark. And a third line of question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and a fourth line of Clifford, Amadio, and Leipzig. Leipzig. I knew you were going there. I would be comfortable with you telling me that. And then we can figure out what those question marks are. Clifford, Amadio, and Leipzig fourth line. Uh, I'd the, be okay with that. Understand I'd be okay with they're that. They're not yeah. going to score goals. They're going to play whatever. An energy game. Yeah, eight a grid game. game. I'd be okay with that. I think the bigger question is who's going to be the, the question mark, question mark on that second line. That's, I mean, that's, that's the million dollar, that's the multi-million dollar that's question. That's what right? we've got basically a month and a half to sort out, right? Because right. once the trade deadline rolls around, we'll have some answers. That is, a, that is a, a very decent fourth line, though. I think so. I mean, look, we saw Clifford, right? He scored a goal against Edmonton. Now, admittedly... <laughs> I feel like everybody scored it's Edmonton. It's Edmonton. Well, sure. And it was a particularly bad showing for Edmonton. But just the same, he went, you know, we talk about going to the dirty areas and doing the things you have to do, right? He drove straight to the net and he did it with speed and yeah. he did it with confidence. I yeah. mean, Kyle Clifford is not a bad player. No. And I think if he's playing that role, yeah. no, I'm, I'm thinking of, of the proper way to put this. If, he, if he's playing that role and he's not asked to do more than that role, mm-hmm. he's. That's exactly what you're looking for, right? Right. You're not asking him to play above his projected role, so I think that's great. And, you, and you're putting him with two guys that are that would, you know, play that a similar type of role. I think that fits perfectly for a fourth line. The I mean, question is, is those two question marks on the second line, and then you've got a whole third line. Yeah, you know, Trevor Lewis obviously fits in there somewhere. Well, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of conversations that that sort of go, "Look, if the team is terrible, why do you need Clifford and Lewis?" And I don't, I don't like that conversation because I don't. I'm always of the opinion that there's some guys you shouldn't ever get rid of, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, when they got rid of Ian Le Perrier, 
and you go, all right, well, he had reached a point in his career where maybe he could have gotten $2.5 million from some other team, and there's just no way the Kings are going to give him two point five because he's not worth two point five. And I shrug my shoulders and go, all right, fine, but the guy that you brought in for eight hundred thousand is a bum that nobody will ever remember. <laughs> and I don't even I don't remember who replaced him. Right, 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 like, right, right, right. You know, it could have been uh, Jeff Giuliano for all I remember. <laughs> Kings fans, I'll hopefully remember that name. Yes, but I, I mean, like. That. And now, but now you have to look at, at Ian LaPerriere finishing out his career in a different jersey and spending yep. the last, whatever, 15 years as a development coach in a different city for a different fan base. And we just have to, you know, eat it. So a guy like Trevor Lewis, who's won the cup twice, who's scored some, you know, important goals for the Kings or set up important goals for the Kings. Yeah, he makes $2.5 million against the cap or whatever. But... Who out there are you realistically going to find that's better at him than that job? And aren't there other places in the roster where money is being misspent? <laughs> yes. Are, that are and, more important. Yes. And, it, well, arguably more important, but there's also the the fact that doesn't Trevor Lewis pretty much win the Unsung Hero Award for this team every, every single year, year when yeah. it's voted on by the players or the media or whoever? It's always Trevor Lewis. Every year it's Trevor Lewis. Right. So there's something to be said about that. And I think whatever you're paying him, it's it's – it's fine. Yeah. You, you need a guy like that. So I, mean, I think he's missed right now, frankly, that he hasn't yeah. been playing with these. He's kind of missed. You don't you don't miss you know goal production per se or or point production, but you miss what he the intangibles that he brings every night. So I have no no issue with keeping both of them. And well, and and I mean ultimately it comes down to the question that that this season will ultimately right will answer in the long in the grand scheme of things which is what kind of team is this going to be moving forward are we going to try a modified version of the lombardi area kings where you have guys like clifford you have guys like kempe you have guys like lewis you have guys like amadio where you understand these are not going to be high goal scorers but you know they're going to play defense it's going to be responsible to a game or are we going to move forward and just say blow it all up and let's just get you know let's try and blow out the offense, because it hasn't worked. That version of what everybody wants the Kings to be, it didn't work last year. Nope. I mean, as far as getting the offense everybody dreamed of. Right. And it's horribly inverted itself this year. <laughs> like, this is a, a, a historically ineffective offense. Well, what would you rather see? Let me ask you this. What yeah. would you rather see? Take your, take your media cap off. Take mm-hmm. your podcaster hat off. What would you rather see? Going back to when you were just a fan. Yeah. What would you rather see? Would you rather see this Kings team? And I'm asking you honestly. Would yeah. you rather see this Kings team that we, we've, we're we seeing right now, that we saw last year, but particularly that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. losing the way they're losing, or would you rather see a, 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 a revamped team that can score three and four and five goals a game that loses games 6-5, five, 5-4, five, 7-5? What, what would you rather see as a fan? What's more exciting hockey for you? Well, <clears throat> and and do you take the season and maybe last season and say, sure, we all know that they can play defense. Uh, let's keep building on that and let's keep trying to win games three to two or two to one. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, we have, so we in, have the best goalie in the game. And, and In, in you know. my mind, you're really asking two different questions, okay. which is what do I want to see and what's exciting? <laughs> And unfortunately, the answer is I'm not interested in what's exciting. So I understand when there's other fans who say, I want to see what's exciting. I'd yeah. rather watch a team lose 7-8 to eight than win 2-1. to one. Yeah. I get that. That's just not for me. Right? Like I've always what's said, for you then? Then what, then what <clears throat> ideally would you like to see? 
I want to see effort, and I want to see uh, an attempt to win the game. And as crazy as this may sound to some people, I don't think focusing on offense is translates to trying to win, right? Uh, for me personally, that's just my own yep. personal mm-hmm. sports philosophy. I was just thinking about it. You when can see I'm, my eyes. I was well, when thinking I'm, about like that When I'm watching basketball, I don't find slam dunks exciting. I find a guy stuffing a guy totally energizing, right? If a guy comes up with a huge block, sure. I'm gold. I love that. I live for that stuff. A slam dunk, who cares? The guy's seven foot tall. The basket's 10 feet up. If he puts his arm up, he's touching it. He stands it. on his tip. You know, yes, in the course of a night, there's going to be moments where there's an open lane to the basket, and he scores. I don't particularly care. You know, like the Kyle Clifford goal. It was great for us because we're Kings fans, but there's nothing terribly exciting about that goal, right? He drove in. Yeah. The goalie flubbed it, and it went through his pads. It was a goal. Okay, fine. But when a guy lays down to block a shot or a goalie makes a huge save – or Ian LaPerriere, you know, drills a guy into the glass in a playoff game after <laughs> lining him up from 100 feet away. Like, that's the stuff that I love personally. So Was that the Red Wing game you are talking about? Yeah. I just listened to our, <laughs> our LaPerriere podcast. I remember that. Um, so, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's what I want, right? I, I want to see, and I think the team last year tried too hard at the beginning to be the team that scores a bunch of goals. And, you know, you've seen, seen this year, right, with bringing in Kovalchuk. I felt like they were trying to force the offense. And I think the result of that is it fizzled and it failed. And then all of a sudden, you had a team full of guys totally lost, right? They'd abandoned the identity. They tried all, they're trying to force this new stuff, and it's not working. And you've got a bunch of veterans who've already won, who maybe they know what they're, you know. And this is all just totally speculation and fake mind reading on my part. But you got a room full of guys who are like, why are we, why are we being told to do the opposite of what have we been doing for ten years? And not only are we being told to do the opposite, but we're being like forced, forced to do the opposite. Right, right. <laughs> and it didn't really work last year, and they got back to their defense. And yeah, they came up short against Vegas, but and again this year. So, so my that's as a fan, if I'm taking off. Uh, the other hats, which I don't really think I have. I think I only have my fan hat. <laughs> That's just me personally. But like I said, I 100% understand why people who go to the games, you know, who who maybe don't wake up every morning and instantly open up a ton of emails full of, you know, press releases and stats and everything like that, and people who don't spend from 11 to noon, you know, pouring over highlights and all that. If you're going to a game and you've got a job and a family and kids and you go to a game, you want to see goals. And, and I get it. You know, Trevor Lewis and Kyle Clifford are never going to score 50 goals in a season, and maybe. But you need fun. You need to find pieces that complement those pieces, or or I yeah. should say, supplement those pieces. You need to find pieces that complement them. One that can players that can play that type of game because you need that. But you need to find supplemental pieces too. The likes of Kovalchuk's and Kopitar's yeah. and players like that. You know what I mean? You need a, you know, a mix of both. But I think they lucked into, or luck may not be the right word, I think they found a hidden gem with Ayafalo. Yeah, I agree. And everybody can complain that he didn't put up enough points last season, but as we've said repeatedly, Kopitar and Brown did, and he was there for all of it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You, you know, you can debate how important he was, but you can't say he wasn't a role at all. But then you don't have faith in him to get better. 
right? Like this year, he's at what a half a point a game, and last year he was at like a quarter point a game or something like that. You don't have faith in him to get better. No, I do. Oh, oh yeah, I'm saying say, the organiz- you were his biggest fan. No, I'm saying the organization didn't. Right, like sure, yeah. The yeah, organization's yeah. move was to say Kopitar had an MVP season and ninety something points, and Brown had a bounce back year that wound up being his highest point total. All with this kid on the wing, and the response is, "Well, time to upgrade the wing." And it's like, no, he's doing just fine. He's doing just fine, yeah. and he's young, so he actually might get better. It's absurd to think that Kopitar is going to turn a ninety point season into a hundred and eighty point season. It's not crazy to think that Ayafalo might turn a twenty seven point season into a fifty point. Season. Yeah, forty or fifty. Yeah, yeah, and and get better from there. Right. For the next exactly five years, eight years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing that never makes any sense to me. And that's why I say, like, Leipzig, if you set your expectations for a guy like him and you go, okay, fine, he's never going to be Kovalchuk. But if he, if you want him to be the next Brad Richardson or Colin Frazier or Jordan Nolan, or, I mean, obviously he's not as big as Jordan Nolan, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. one of those yeah, fourth-line guys. Yeah. I don't. You I'm, need fourth-line guys, too. Yeah. You know, not every guy's a first-line guy. Right. Well, and not every guy's a fourth-line guy either, right? Like. You know, we keep talking about Kempe and is he a center, is he not? Is he a third-line player, is he a top-line player? I have no idea. He's young enough where the answer hasn't been... Uh... You have an idea, though. Well, but I don't, I don't trust my idea. My idea is just, you know, is, is just fan ideas. Sure. But, I mean, he was drafted in the first round. Now, granted, so is Trevor Lewis. But when Trevor Lewis was taken in the first round, I don't think they looked at him and said, well, we got ourselves the next uh, Chris Draper here. I think they just... We're like, oh, this guy's going to be great. And then it turns out, no, what you've got is your next Chris Draper. And that's fine. You need guys like that. But I think the decision has to be made. Like, is Kempe a role player or is he a star player? Because they're treating him like a role player. Um, Who's treating him like a role player? The organization. Based on the minutes he's given and the, and the, and the position he plays. In my mind, a third-line center is a role player. Maybe that's not the right no, I'd agree with you. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. Yeah, but you think you think he should be getting first and second line minutes? I don't know. I keep kicking the table. Um, I don't. I'm not prepared to say whether or not I think he should anything because I'm not there in practice. I'm not there. I don't consider myself a professional evaluator of talent. But I will say. In a league where everybody can only talk about speed, all I ever hear about is speed, 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 speed. And he's fast. Most, and he he's, speed. he's the fastest other than Wagner. He's like yeah, the yeah, fastest yeah. guy yeah. in the right. team. Right, right. You know, and But that so, doesn't always, that doesn't always, speed doesn't always equal success. Or speed doesn't always equal production. That's why I push back on all the speed talk, personally. But but so you've got a fan base and now an organization. An Leipzig organ- has speed, too. Yeah, he does. And look, he's getting second-line minutes, probably because he's got speed. But maybe the production isn't there. Playing devil's advocate. No, I I hear you. I'm just saying it seems to me like, and I could be wrong, right? This is I don't have weekly conversations with the GM or the development staff, but it seems like the franchise lately has been parroting the you know, the common knowledge about speed and all that. Mm -hmm. And you see the focus on they got Sherbeck, they got Leipzig, they got... You know, Kempe, they got Wagner, right? They've been focusing on speed. Yep. Well, as you say, that speed <laughs> isn't going to translate into finishing if you just keep it, you know, on a line with uh, Nate Thompson all the time. No disrespect to Nate Thompson. Right. 
who also has a little bit of speed, but <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's all, I mean, we just keep, ultimately this season is just us revolving around the same question. And, and ultimately what will happen yeah. in the off season and what will ultimately happen leading into next season. That's what, that's what this, our whole season doing the podcast has mm. become. It's become what if, right. Or, or what will be mm-hmm. right. We're kind of doing the same thing now. Like, we don't know. Nobody knows the answers to these questions. Yeah. But you can kind of have a feel as to where the team might be headed in the offseason. No? Yeah. I mean, you think there's probably going to be a significant amount of change. Well, I think it's like the Sherback thing, right? You got you to gotta learn how to read the tea leaves. You got to learn how to tell which way the wind's blowing, man. And the Sherback one was easy. Everything else, I think, is a bit trickier because, you know... It's starting to get trickier. Yeah, yeah. Especially with guys getting healthier. Yeah. yeah. And and look, you know... The without, numbers game. Without focusing too much on it, you know, there was the Carter story that leaked that where he said he'd retire if he got traded. That is a huge yep. complicating factor. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the rumors that they're thinking about buying out Dion Phaneuf, which would extend his cap hit four years with a second-year cap hit of close to $6 million. Oh, and incidentally, if Jeff Carter were to retire, the Kings would be on the hook for the cap recapture penalty, which I don't remember off the top of my head how much it is, but it's more, I believe, than his present cap hit. So if the Kings did actually attempt to trade him and if he did actually retire, it would actually be the worst-case scenario. Yeah, right. right, right, right. Um so, I mean, that complicates things. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jake Muzzin, who I think everybody assumed that either Muzzin or Martinez would be traded. But Jake Muzzin has looked like a real gosh darn good, like... A much better player. I mean, arguably much the best player. Uh, some would argue that he should maybe be in the All-Star game rather than Drew Doughty. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, in previous post games, I've said, oh, man, this is where I talk myself into keeping everybody. Muzzin's the top of that list where I'm like, <laughs> you know. You don't the, want to see him go. No, because yeah. he's great. Right. And <laughs> um, now Martinez is coming back. Yeah. And in the offseason, I did a, a, a roundtable with some other Kings uh, media personalities. And, you know, we were talking about, I said, you know, once they signed Kovalchuk, that was essentially a ticking time bomb on somebody else getting traded. And it wound up being Tanner Pearson first, but that doesn't mean that they're done. And so one of the things I said was, if you're one of those mid-level guys, whether it's Martinez or Muzzin or Toffoli or Pearson at the time, you know, somebody making that yeah. around $4 million, you yeah. have to decide whether or not you want to stay or whether or not you want to be traded. And, and if you want to get traded or if you don't want to get traded, what's your best strategy? Play so well that they can't trade you or play just good enough that you're behind the other guy so that his trade value is higher and he's the one who gets traded. <laughs> and I mean that's the kind of season we're in now where it's Yikes. like I mean and one guy's one guy has been traded. Yep. And two guys have been rumored to be traded. Yeah. And they're playing about equally. Yeah. Some would argue. Mm-hmm. Many would argue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of yeah. season. So we've got Ottawa on Thursday. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a I mean that's a winnable game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa's, it's Ottawa. I, but I mean, I mean Ottawa's lower in the standings, right? I don't think so anymore. Oh, did they win? <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. But 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 if you were to look at a schedule, you would say of all the games, that would be probably the most winnable. Yeah. Other than if Edmonton was coming back. 
or maybe St. Louis was coming to town. But well, I mean, that's even, the 21st. Even if you look at their roster, I think the Ottawa, even if they're ahead of the Kings in the standings, I would say based on their roster and recent yeah, yeah, yeah. play, I'm looking at the standings. Yeah, Ottawa is presently in last place with 35 points. The Kings are in tw- 29th place with 37 points. Ooh, I mean. But Ottawa's got a game in hand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they may, they, could they be playing tonight? They might, uh, I don't think they're playing tonight as we record this on Wednesday. They are. They're playing the Ducks. Oh, okay. So you get them on the back end of a back-to-back. That's right. So they should be able to take advantage of that, you would think? I would hope so. It's but, Ottawa. <laughs> but we've seen stranger things. We have. Let's talk about the Ducks for a second. Can I just say this before we talk about the Ducks? Were yeah. you? Wait, I never got to ask you about this. This is why I bring it up. Uh-huh. Um, is this about Star Wars? Because I feel like we covered Nothing that. having to do with Star Wars. Right. Uh, Jack Campbell got the start against San Jose in San Jose. Yeah. Strange to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Are you just going to leave it at that? I don't know what to make of it, honestly. I mean, it could have just been... Like, if this was any other season yeah. and any other team, yeah, I'd go, yeah, that's real weird. Like, yeah, what's up with like, that? Was Quick hurt? Did he have the stomach flu? You know, I don't know. Like, oh, what's going on there? But this coaching staff has made some decisions that I don't get, and we've talked about a lot of them. <laughs> we have, yeah. <laughs> and one of the ones I really don't get is the whole pulling the goalie when you're already down by two goals with, like, two minutes left, and it's – right. I don't. I don't know if it's like overthinking it. And you're on the power or, play. Yeah. <laughs> but but the explanation I got was like, well, quick went off first, but then Campbell went real quickly after it. So maybe they were just trying to catch him off guard. Maybe they're trying to sneak attack the Sharks by making him think that it was quick when it was actually like I. And at this point, I'd buy that. I'd be like, yeah, maybe they were. You think that matters? No, but I think they <laughs> might. I think they might think it matters. No. <laughs> I don't think it matters right. at all. Right. But that's. But like the whole, you know, playing. Kovalchuk on the fourth and Clifford on the second and this Leipzig getting first line minutes. Yeah, and this guy's scratched and that guy's not and like I would just totally nothing surprises me anymore. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like, all right, it was supposed to be quick, but it was Campbell. All right. So quick played Saturday night, then had off Monday. Yeah. They don't play again until Thursday. They mm-hmm. had Tuesday off. Uh, that's why it surprised me. It was just like, well, what, what, why wouldn't Jonathan Quick play? I have no that's idea. Was, I mean, you know better than I do. Would you be worried? I mean, not that it not that it matters, but would you be worried that heading into a game on a Thursday night after not having played for five days? I mean, are you worried about rust? Are you worried about too rested? Are you worried about no? Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I no, I. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Campbell played on Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I, th- I think it'll probably be quickie, but I wouldn't. If Jack Campbell showed up and was a starting goaltender Thursday night, I wouldn't say, "What's going on here?" Right. Not just like either. you said. It's just kind of like, yeah. well, whatever. Well, you I mean, know? I suppose the argument could be made that Ottawa is the easier of the opponents, so you play your backup and then play Quick on Saturday against Pittsburgh, but then Quick would have a week off. I don't know. But I then don't. why isn't Quickie playing against San Jose, which we've seen the firepower they have? And No idea. Yeah. What did you think of that game? I thought they played well. Yeah, I thought, they, I, yeah, yeah I thought they played. They always struggle in San Jose mm-hmm. for whatever reason it might be, the crowd or, or whatever it is. But they always seem to struggle in San Jose. And I, I thought they were behind. They kind of got, got behind the eight ball early and never could work out of it. But that's been kind of the going trend this year where they get behind early and then, you know, they can't battle their way out of it. But I, I thought it was a good game considering. And I thought Jack 
played a great game in net. Mm-hmm. He was certainly certainly wasn't the uh, the reason they lost that game. Uh, joining us now, uh, Derek Armstrong. Uh, as we make a ton of noise with the mics, uh, hold on, Derek. I think I got you. Oh no, I can't. You're gonna have to join in on Dave's. Oh my there. god. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about uh, the Kings' chances against Ottawa coming up as a former senator? Ottawa and and hometown of Derek Armstrong. That's right. Ottawa. So so my dad, mom has nine brothers and sisters. So am I allowed to talk bad about Ottawa? What's yeah, sure. Going on here? You know, they might, my dad's got five brothers and my, sisters, and they all grew up in Ottawa too. I talk bad about them all the time. My uncle used to give me all the time, so I got to be really careful. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I think they've improved a lot, especially the Kings. Mm-hmm. I, I love the pace of their game now. They got, you know, they got Wagner on Wagner, uh, Haglin, AI on the left side. I think their speed is much better now. I think um, the kids are a little bit more comfortable. We got Quickie going a little better. So I, I think there's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game for the Kings. I think they're going to come out flying. I think they're going to make some some noise tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Dave asked me just now about uh, Campbell starting instead of Quick in San Jose. Any idea as to what that was all about? I wish I had the scoop. I was a little surprised too. So I'm not sure if they're, you know, obviously he hasn't played a lot coming down the stretch. He was he was hurt there for a bit. So maybe they're just trying to get him some games in. You know, that's the only thing I can see. Uh, you know, Quickie's Quickie's getting a little bit older and his body's getting torn up a little bit. So I I, I didn't I didn't get any scoops on it, but uh, from you know, management side. When I've I've done that, the only thing I can see is they they want Campbell and maybe rest Quickie a little bit down the stretch. So you don't think it was any sort of like sneak attack on the Sharks, make them think it's going to be quick? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my left hand here. That's comes right. My right. Exactly. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> you know, they're prepared for everything. You know, obviously, especially as a former player, when you see the the second goalie in there, you get a little bit more excited. You know, because you you think you're going to score more goals. But I, I think Campbell's been playing great. I think he he might even be. Because he played so well on the road when he lost two nothing, he shot stopped forty seven shots. I think maybe just reward for him because I think he played so great. So we've got two games this weekend: Thursday against Ottawa, Saturday against Pittsburgh. What do you predict uh, out of those games, Derek? I think Ottawa. Ottawa will be an interesting game, but Pittsburgh. I mean, they're flying right now. It's it's. I watched them last night, Melkin and Crosby. I mean, it, it's beautiful to watch. It, it's going to be. They're both going to be tests. Obviously, they got to get through Ottawa tomorrow. Ottawa's a team, you know, that's are going through a little bit of transition as well. They. Their whole franchise is where their their building's going to be down in the Burden Flats, and their home. They're kind of like the Islanders were a little bit, where they don't kind of know where they're playing. The, the fans, you know, are a little bit peed off a little bit at the center, so the, they're kind of in a little bit of flex flex coming out. So we'll, we'll, hopefully that will go good for the Kings. But Pittsburgh, I'm really excited. I mean, that that team's been going. Uh, um, Murray's been playing much better, much better in net. So it's going to be a great test, and, and you can see where. You know, as you go through the process with the younger guys, you, you want them to play in games like that where teams are going really well, the best players in the world are playing, and you want to get those challenges and, and those matchups, and then that's how kids continue to grow. One final question before we uh, wrap this up. Derek, have you seen Star Wars? Um, yeah, I go watch with my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like Star Wars, you know. He, exactly. He has kids. <laughs> this man has two kids. Well, who hasn't seen Star Wars? Dave. Are you kidding me? That's what no. I said. No. Like you've never watched Star Wars in your life? No. Like not even by accident. Like, like he didn't have a buddy. Like you're looking me right over. in the eye and you're saying you never watched Absolutely not. I've never seen your, it. Your wife's got to go on a date. It's unbelievable, right? You have a date. I don't think she's ever seen it either. Jeez. Unbelievable. Anyway. She's live under a rock. <laughs> That's going to do it. Where I live? That's going to do it for now, Kings fans. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.